0: Hey, Uncle John. Yeah? What do students do at Clown College? <laughs> I don't know what. Big school around. <laughs> oh. This is episode 203, and I'm your host, Steven Dutzman. This week, I'm joined by Amanda Farrow, the princess of power, and uh, we're here to talk about video games, but more appropriately, we're here to talk about two specific video games. Um, Are we really going
1: to talk about them, or are we just going to yell about them?
0: Well, I mean, eventually we have to say something useful, or the download metrics will not be very good. We'll get a lot of people, (laughs) like, we'll get to the yelling, and then they'll, like, stop. You know what I mean?
1: I guess. And ideally, so we have to be useful.
0: I mean, yes, we do. In okay. fact, need to be useful. Fine. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, so, um, we're going to talk about Pokemon because I think, at least as far as kids go and you know, family games, probably it's got to be the biggest family-friendly release of the year. Um. And 100%. it has proven to be so sales wise, and we'll we'll let the business lady talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been an, a crazy week. It came out last Friday, November fifteenth, and you have been playing the Pokemon Shield.
1: Yes, that's okay. the one I've been playing because okay. Galarian Ponyta,
0: who turns into Galarian Rapidash, and it's basically a unicorn.
1: It's basically a unicorn, and that's what I need in my life.
0: So, um, don't mind everyone, I have uh, so I have children who want to give me feedback. But, this is what I, I have said to them, and I say to you, if you want to hear people in the target audience of Pokemon sharing their opinions, I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, because I published my very first video review, it's rough, but... Um, But it involves me talking to a 7-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old about Pokemon Sword and Shield. And um, it is pretty comprehensive as far as what we could talk to them about. So if you want to hear what they have to say, which I think is actually very valid, um, head on over to engagefamilygaming.com slash YouTube and check that out. Um, But for us, um, I'm playing Pokemon Shield also. Not necessarily for... The Galarian Ponita, although I figured that I would just breed them and, and, and trade them away, um, because I want to be a good person. I think I might just wonder trade millions of, of Ponitas. Um, so the um, it's re- it's kind of got its hooks in me. Um, h- how far along in the game have you gotten?
1: Um, I'm eleven hours in. I haven't had as much time to play with it as I'd like because you know, you know life reasons children
0: yeah we don't get to the thing about Pokemon right like I'm sure there are tons of 12 year olds who just brutalized that game and are done with the the story and working on end game raiding for sure we might get there by Christmas maybe probably not Um, I mean I
1: might I'm about to have some time coming on to my like coming yeah you know some extra time on my hands
0: okay that's true that's true that's helpful. okay I won't so you'll have to tell me what the end game's all about but I will but um, <coughs> easily the biggest release of the year there were some grumblings though it was um, mm-hmm. there so the long and short is at e3 of this year Pokemon company did like a really big unveiling of a lot of the details yeah and one of the things they announced, Quietly. Announced is probably not the right right word. Whispered out of the side of their mouth while showing off all these cool features is that the national Pokedex, which has grown to almost a thousand, was gonna be limited. (laughs) Um and so honey, are you okay? Sorry, I have a cold. Oh yeah, my wife is sick. Everybody say everyone say get better, Jenna. Um, Get better, Jenna. So the um, it, it so they cut it down, they didn't say how far they were going to cut it down, but they just said that there were going to be certain Pokemon that were not going to make it through to yep. this game, and mm-hmm. that concerned some folks, including myself. I thought that was a weird choice because it's breaking with tradition, which at this point is over two decades and, old,
1: and it's messing with competitive meta.
0: Yep, and it does change competitive because. Or at least it, when it was announced, it theoretically was gonna could change the meta because we didn't know who was coming and who wasn't. Um, yeah. You know, in this case, now that we know who's in and who's not, it definitely played with the competitive scene a lot. Um, yeah. Very likely intentionally. With that said, to address that piece, I'm a Magic: The Gathering player, so like the idea of rotations and bannings and stuff like I'm used to that. So yeah. The idea of rotating the Pokemon through. I never knew that you could play as anything. I always assumed that there was, like, some kind of standard. I, 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 so that's just me being ignorant. But um, so it, it, it concerned some folks. And um, it ended up snowballing and a very vocal minority um, kind of took to the Internet. So if you are a parent who happened to live on Twitter, you may have heard before this came out. game came out. And by the way, if you're on Twitter, both Amanda and I apologize for it. We're not responsible for it, but we have empathy for you. Um, it is... Um, you may have heard some negativity. Some folks saying that the game was going to be ugly or too short or not good, etc. And the reality is, uh, Amanda and I are here to happ- happily proclaim that the vast majority of the things that those people were saying are untrue. Um, it's true there are not the full National Pokedex in there. That yeah, is, in fact, that correct. That is
1: absolutely true.
0: Um, But there's still more than... You know your average 10 year old would be able to name from memory so you're you're good
1: also that i would be able to name from yeah. memory and i've been playing pokemon games for a really long time
0: yeah um so there's a lot i think that the the actual when you fill it up there are 400 in the game yeah um and that's not including some stuff that i'm sure they're going to add stuff in for events because they always do that um of course. 400 is is a pretty large number um so if you heard those things and were like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't get this Pokemon game because maybe my kid wouldn't like it. I think, Both and I, Amanda, tell me if you disagree with me. I think that if your child is a Pokemon fan, they're good.
1: Yeah, because they'll play huh. whatever Pokemon you put in front yeah. of them. Can, because can, a Pokemon yeah. game is a Pokemon game is a Pokemon game. Yeah. And this is a good Pokemon game. It's a pretty it's Pokemon It's different. Game. It's very different. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah the core mechanics are similar enough. Yeah. And it's actually the kind of Pokemon game that more than a small fraction of the population would be able to finish.
0: Mhm.
1: It's yeah. digestible. Yep.
0: It's a little shorter. Yeah. Um, it is. and they they made some other, you know, great decisions that make it shorter or more pro- I think being, you're able to take it at your own pace a little bit better. The, the best example of that is in previous games, and if you've never played a Pokemon game, number one, I think you should try one. Um, maybe even try this one. Um, but you used to see patches of grass. And patches of grass is where the Pokemon live. If you want to catch a Pokemon, you would have to go through these patches of grass. But they were random encounters. So you never really knew when you were going to be fighting a Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. Which meant inevitably, there were going to be times where you were going to fight a Pokemon that you did not want to fight, because maybe you just wanted to move through. Now, the Pokemon are walking around in the overworld, and I think that's, that's probably the most significant change for me, um, and it's kind of carried over from um, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, um, but you can avoid them if you want, or if it's a Pokemon that you've already caught a billion times, maybe you just like don't fight them, unless you're trying to grind which is fine, but you don't necessarily even have to do that as much because you get it's lots true. of experience, and um, your Pokemon share experience, which is something that wasn't by, done by default in previous games. Um, they just really made it so that casual fans can have an easier
1: time. Kids, man, that kids. kids can have an easier time. That I think that that's the that's the most important piece of it for me is that. Vivi hasn't really shown any interest in Pokemon, mainly because the kids don't really play on the Switch because, you know, they have to go and ask a parent to go and play on one of them, or I wanna play on Mama's Switch, or I wanna go play on Dad's Switch, or something like that. So it's it's always a nightmare for them and they just avoid it entirely. So, but when Vivi, when we eventually give them their own Switches and we eventually give hand this over to Gabe and Viv, so my two littles, um. It's reasonable to expect that they would be able to catch on to the game mechanics a lot easier than they would had we sat them down in front of, like, I don't know, red and blue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Megan was, pl- we ended up having to get started on our podcast late today because um, Megan was in the middle of a gym battle.
1: Maggie had stuff to do.
0: She had things to do. She had work to, to accomplish. Um, and She's two gyms in. And she's been doing Dynamax raid battles. So proud of her. Um, now, she's getting a little help from her older brothers. Um, and But I think, realistically, and I think this is the important piece, the problems that she is having are not Pokemon problems. They are mm-hmm. RPG problems. Like, yeah. everyone's first role-playing game, you learn that sometimes you bump up against an enemy because you ran through the challenges too fast and you have to go back and level up a little bit. Um that's just norm. You have to heal your guys <laughs> before you go fight the boss. Like those are like things that you just learn.
1: Normal stuff that
0: are core role playing stuff, and that is what her older brothers are helping her with because they have played. You know, Evan, Evan, her, our oldest, has played a dozen role playing games or more, right? Um, yeah. He so, I, I, and she's gonna be seven in a, week, a couple of weeks, right? So, this is the. Um, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. This game, they did all the right decisions to make it so that a, a younger kid who is already very likely captured by the Pokemon <laughs> marketing machine um, and d- lets them play.
1: Yes, entirely.
0: So what has been... So this is the part where we get to yell a little bit. Um Woo-hoo. What has been your experience so far specifically? like tell me some stories about playing Pokemon Shield so far like who's your starter?
1: So score Bunny is my starter okay I, I have a score bunny hoodie. I really think cool. I
0: noticed that did I re- you put that on the Instagram, right? I think
1: I put it on the Instagram yeah yep. I was pretty excited. I was very jealous uh, about your score bunny the- hoodie it was very cool um, i'm really I'm really grateful to Nintendo for or, you know, getting that for me, essentially, um, when I was there for the launch event. So the the most interesting thing about Sword and Shield is how easy it is to just get into the game. Normally with Pokemon games, it takes forever to get to the point where you're not gonna feel like you're gonna die in every battle, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're building up your Pokemon to the point where, okay, this is all fine and dandy, but, I don't have the Pokemon that I need in order to, to to defeat the next gym. And I'm just, I'm lacking, 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 lacking. So instead of it taking 10 hours to get into the game, it takes you 30 minutes to get into the game, which is amazing. The pacing is so much better in Sword and Shield. Um, probably my favorite part of Sword and Shield, and this is something that I wrote about in the Super Parent review that I penned with Brandy is I love the customization options. So when you get to the uh, the first, you know, the first city, essentially, once you get through the wild area, which I had so much fun in, I probably spent four hours in the wild area. I had so much fun there. just like That is another pretty it. big change. It's so good. Um, so I had a ton of fun with that, and it was... It was cool to be able to go into, like, these little tiny little Dynamax raids. Mm-hmm. And that's brand new. Like, you couldn't do that in any of the other games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All you could, like, in the other games, it was just very much so a single-player experience. But it doesn't have to be a single-player experience anymore, which is super, super neat. Uh, it does kind of bog down your system, though. If you end up connecting to the internet and you got a bunch of players like, kind of glomming onto, onto your game, your instance. Yeah. Um, but they've added so many cool quality of life things. Like what this reminds me of is when they made Monster Hunter accessible. So Monster Hunter, before it was Monster Hunter World was terrifying. I did not want to play those games. They were just bonkers and they were so unforgiving, but as soon as they introduced a lot of the quality of life stuff for Monster Hunter World, I felt so much better about jumping into the game and I felt good about passing that game on to like my dad, onto my brother, Then they're both great gamers, but We just never played Monster Hunter before because it was too intimidating. That's what this iteration of Pokemon feels like to me. It feels like they were really paying attention to making this a game for more than just the hardcore players. They were paying attention to making this a combination of Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Go, and um, a traditional Pokemon RPG, so.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. The wild area, so for folks that Aren't familiar with it. So the way the wild area works is, I guess, the way best way to start is to start with what it isn't. Historically, Pokemon games were just divided up into routes. There were X number of routes, and they connected the different nodes and you know different towns or settlements or labs or whatever. You would go from place to place, and it would be Route 1, Route 2, Route 3, etc. Which was a great way to organize the game, so you'd know, oh, you can catch this Pokemon on Route 4, or whatever. Um, What they have done now is they created these wide-open... I hesitate to call them, like, open-world areas, because they're not really, but they're just these bigger areas that are a bit more freeform. They have different geography in them. They have dynamic weather in them that actually changes by the day. It does. And there are different Pokemon and not only are there different ones, but there are also powerful ones that you actually can't capture right away. Um, the first time you go through it, you're going to see Pokemon that are way bigger than, than you have any right to see. Um, and they're, they'll mess you up. Um, (laughs) um, and they're, you can't catch them, (laughs) but if you do happen to defeat them, big time EXP rewards, um, it's just, it's, it's hard. Um, I thought that was... I didn't spend that much time in the wild. I know you said, you know, you spent, you know, several hours. Um, like
1: four hours. I didn't spend big.
0: that much time. But really only because I kind of wanted to progress a little bit more. But I think it... You know, I sat there. The first time I walked into it, I did explore it a bit. So I was trying to see what kind of Pokemon I could find. Because the Pokemon supply <laughs> kind of changes, right? Um, You know, and so I wanted to see what I could find. Um... And at one point, I changed areas, and um, I ran into uh, – the weather just changed from, like, hailing to sun. And yeah. then it changed, and I happened to be on my bike, so I just jetted through another area, um, and then it was raining. And my wife was like, what is this? Like, what's with the weather? And I'm like, listen, it's dynamic. It's crazy. Um, but the the Pokemon that I saw, I mean, I rec- I, even, I even saw some Pokemon that I recognized, which was you know kind of exciting. Um is great. And you know the the and then then you see these red like I thought they were flowers in the marketing material. <laughs> um, so the. Um, but they're like these crystals kind of sticking out of the ground. And you go up, and if they, some of them will have this red laser beam shooting up into the sky. And if you talk to them, that is a Dynamax fight, which basically means you're going to team yes. up with three other people to fight a giant form of a Pokemon. Um, and it's challenging. I mean, in the beginning, not so much, um, you know, but some of the fights, especially if you don't choose correct typing. To go against them and aren't like really thinking about your strategy, they will absolutely destroy you.
1: They will. <laughs> absolutely. I'm, Maggie, what are you saying? If there's a purple laser beam shooting on the side, it, it's a there's a chance it could be a shiny.
0: What? It could be a shiny if there's a laser beam shooting from the sky?
1: If it's purple. It's could be if
0: oh yeah? Yeah. Well thank you. I didn't know that. She's just a regular Pokemaster. And we've had this game for a week.
1: She's so amazing.
0: She is. She she knows what she's doing. Um. So. I found a shiny caterpie. You found a what?
1: A shiny caterpie.
0: You found a shiny caterpie.
1: Well, oh, like shiny caterpie.
0: Wow. Cool. Right, That's go,
1: amazing. Go take a
0: seat, Maggie. She's very excited to tell us. About her Dynamax. Today was her first Dynamax Raid Battles. um, Where she brought her Grookey, who she named Cutie, um, into... um, And he's thwacky now, so he's evolved. um, Into... I love him. um, Into the Raid Battles and just started wrecking things and catching... What's also interesting about those Raid Battles is they're random Pokemon. So you find some weird stuff. Um, and you can catch it um, which really means at, you know as you progress through the game and I suspect this is gonna be this is already the case with all four of us who have been playing through shield um, we're all as we get to the same point in the game our teams are completely different which mm-hmm. whereas in older Pokemon games at least in the beginning of the game, everybody's teams are kind of the same based on what Pokemon, are on the various routes, right? Like if there's only yeah. one fire type that's available on routes one through five and you need a fire type, everyone's going to use that one fire type. Um, whereas here, unless it's the starter. Um, yeah. Here, um, it's completely different uh, depending on what you random stuff you catch in the raid battles or, you know, dumb luck. Um, I'm the only one, I think, out of my family that has that weird ice cream cone one.
1: Uh, oh, I don't have the ice cream oh, cone one yet. I have a Random Pokemon that you can find in the wild area. Yeah. Um. So. Um. I forget
0: the name of it. I mean, do
1: you know what it's called? I forgot the name. No. All right. Uh, um. So I found it. I forget the name, but it was like a mountain, like a rock ice Pokemon. Yeah. And I named it Mountain Dew Ice. Cause oh, are you talking about Snowver?
0: You talking about Snowver?
1: Uh the pre-evolution
0: is that pre-evolution i um, think snova snover is the pre-evolution
1: snover is the pre-evolution that's the base level the Pokemon
0: little one that looks like a little mountain
1: oh yeah then yes, yeah that's it that's snover so i found he's one and i named and it mountain dew ice yeah
0: he's grass and ice yeah, yeah. and you named him mountain dew ice because it good. looks like a mountain
1: it's mountain really dew good. Good. and then ice
0: I get I get it.
1: Cuz there's like isn't there like a certain kind of
0: mountain dew that's like clearish and it's ice? Yes. Yes, there <laughs> is. <laughs> I needed you.
1: Um
0: so um and I didn't even know that Pokémon was in the game. I just know him because um he evolves into Obama Snow and I have him in Pokémon Go. Um mainly for Instagram pictures during snowstorms. That's like literally why I got him. I walked a lot of miles to feed him candy so he can, so I can level him up.
1: I'm like that with Misdreavus right now in Pokemon Go, to be honest.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. What does Misdreavus turn into? I don't know. Okay. I just
1: really want to really find out.
0: Okay, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get there. I mean, who wants to Google it? We'll just find out. Um, okay. So, um, so you picked Score Bunny. Have you evolved Score Bunny to his final form
1: yet? I have. You rep.
0: Um. So, how interesting. So, how long did it take you to realize that he was a soccer player?
1: It took me a while. It, it took t- me too long.
0: It took me. I mean, so Evan, our oldest, is always fire starter. Always.
1: Not true. It is true though. You got Torchic, Piplop. And okay. Snivy okay. Are the only okay. Oh, sure. is fine. are having the tops right now, Dad. Wow.
0: Okay. Smoky so, nice. either way, he picked score money. All right, guys. <laughs> so, um,
1: I got stuff to say, Dad. You can't. They get do have way. opinions.
0: We have a whole. We can have the the ch- starter choosing debate on YouTube. We'll do that. Um. So. Uh, he picked school money <laughs> and the biggest fear we had was that it was going to end up being another fire fighting because there's a lot of them. Um, and it turns out our fears were were that they were, we didn't have to worry about it. He's just a straight up fire type. And it took his... When he first evolved and he did this celebration thing um, and I was like, man, that really looks like a soccer goal celebration. Like, that just and it wasn't that's
1: about when i figured it out too actually
0: yeah and but I, I didn't want i didn't believe it and then um his move when he basically does a bicycle kick to kick a flaming soccer ball i was like okay he's a soccer player
1: i don't think i have that one yet i don't have that move yet
0: did you not I have did just you yeah, that's the Instead, one.
1: Which is a fighting... That's a fighting move, though. That's, no, 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 that's no. no, no. Not... Then we're
0: talking about something different. Did, did, mm-hmm. When you evolved him, did you choose not to learn the move that only has five points?
1: Uh, No. It, they didn't ask me if I wanted oh, to Oh, so learn then the you should move. get
0: it soon. You should gotta level up
1: yeah. a little bit. It's um,
0: So, Because it's really, really, really good. Um, and he kicks a soccer ball. Um, he I can't is wait.
1: actually really good.
0: Shh. Okay. So... The, yeah, it's a crazy powerful move. Um, so I, choose, I chose Grookey. Um, Grookey. Because um, I I the, the final evolution is a gorilla with a drum. And that just really amuses me. Um, I can't wait to see some of his moves. Um, I, I feel like but I want to say Sobble is just so cute that I really do feel like I am abandoning him or her. Um, but I guess, it, you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> somebody true. somebody else will pick up Sobble. It'll be okay. I'm sure there's a strong contingent of people who picked up Sobble. I mean, I'm sure I'm they'll show us the stats. I'm telling you, the
1: Sobble squad, the Sobble squad is enormous. When we were at the launch event in New York, um, the Sobble squad was kind of overwhelming. They were There were a ton. There were a ton of Sobble starters. Or intended Sobble starters in that crew. There were a few score bunnies. There was like two Grookies in the whole store. And I was like, Oh, not enough Grookie love.
0: I mean, I think the Grookie gang is, 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 is at, at least in our house, we have three Grookies. Um,
1: oh, you guys representing them. Yeah. We've so Grookie, Grookie over here with this guy.
0: Yeah. Um, so the, um, but I, I still like, when you t- and you mentioned it earlier on, when you talk about like, at so in a lot of Pokemon games early on, especially, um, it feels like every fight is like a, this terrifying experience. Like, am I going to lose this? Um, I am happy to say that I really haven't had that experience. This has been a much more casual, enjoyable yeah. experience. Um, I'm I only agree. two gyms in. Getting back to that point you made earlier. Where, you know, like every fight in previous games. And I started with, believe it or not, I started with gold. I'm old enough to have started with red and blue. But the first Pokemon game I ever played was gold. I bought it while I was working at Blockbuster. Um, and I bought my first game. I bought a Game Boy Color. Uh, it was a rental unit. Because we rent. they rented out Game Boys. And I remember bringing it home. I was like a <laughs> 19-year-old kid. Playing Pokemon Gold on this Game Boy Color after I got out of work at one in the morning, right. and I would play Pokemon with my friend until you know he would play some text-based role-playing game on the computer, and I would play Pokemon until the sun came up, and then he would go home, um, and then I would crash, and it, we did that for like months. Um, it's and
1: legit though.
0: In the, yeah, it was it was it was a fun time. Um, the In the beginning, like, I know that I just restarted a bunch of times because I just felt like I was stuck. Um, Because just those fights were always edge of your seat, nail-biting hard. I'm willing to bet some of that was because I was bad. Because, um, hashtag Steve is bad at games. But, um, and I didn't just, like, get bad. I've always been bad at games. But the, um, it's definitely easier now. Um, I know part of it is I know more about role-playing games. I know more about Pokemon. But... The games are definitely a little bit easier. And I know there's a contingent of fans that are like OMG freaking out about how the games have continually gotten easier. Um, sorry, guys. So Pokemon's for kids. <laughs> so the game is going to get easier and going to be more accessible. Um, I think, I you know, Casey DeFridis, who wrote the review for IGN, actually gave some really good advice, which was if you are concerned that the game is too easy, do what everyone has done um, since the beginning of time when Pokemon games were too easy, and that is just make up your own rules. Um, that's what nuzlocks are for. That's like what the Nuzlocke thing came from, and for those that don't yeah. know, nuzlocking is like a very specific set of rules. Like, you can only catch one Pokemon per route, and if it gets knocked out, you have to release it. And, which is, you know, that, that means that you theoretically get a game over in a Pokemon game. You know, which yeah. the game itself doesn't support that, but just like board games, at the end of the day, you do what you want with your stuff. Um, exactly. And that has been very freeing for me because I was always super panicked about min-maxing my team and like trying to like do this super hardcore stuff, which I'm just not prepared to do because I don't know what types are strong against what. Um, I know there's a chart that's online. That's why
1: I constantly, yeah, that's why I keep a chart on my phone because I need refreshers every once in a while. Not with everything, I know the basics. But I get messed up with things like what the heck do I need to defeat fairy?
0: I don't even know. What do you need to what what do you need to defeat a fairy type I can
1: I can tell you. I can tell you right now. So to defeat a fairy type you need fighting no hold on. It is weak against poison, steel, and fire.
0: Steel makes sense
1: yeah Still it does sense. that one does make sense makes, sense. makes poison sense. also makes sense fire i don't really understand i mean they just had to pick something it. um <laughs> they're just like eh,
0: they, i mean so what's crazy about this and and this is you know kind of the the way pokemon is constructed is it is so everybody thinks everybody makes the joke <laughs> rock paper scissors lizard spock is like this crazy obtuse like weird thing pokemon is like that times 14 Yeah, it
1: doesn't. It doesn't use the traditional triangle that you normally see in a lot of Japanese RPGs because in in a number of Japanese RPGs, including Monster Hunter and like like my little my little dudes down here, like Monster Hunter Stories, which you can actually play on iOS now. I didn't know that until fairly recently, and I 100% bought the crap out of it. Um, It uses that triangle type, and so does Fire Emblem. Yep. Right, so I mean, these are these are things that have existed in Japanese RPGs for years, mm-hmm. decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Pokemon takes that triangle and makes it like in seven dimensions.
0: Yeah, <coughs> because not you don't just have three types. I mean, we've no. just talked about a, 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 at least a dozen just in the f- course of our conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But there are even more than that, um, yeah. and a ton more. And then the fact that there can be two, because there are plenty of Pokemon that are two types that
1: are dual types, yeah, um, which Absolutely.
0: is, you know, that is a, you know, and that obviously plays into things. Um, it, it is incredibly complicated, um, and having those resources um, is useful. I should probably save it and just make it the background on my phone. It'll probably make my life easier. But I've been just cheating and asking my my sons. Like, hey, guys, oh, I got to fight. Oh, see, I can't
1: do that. I have to be the Pokemon authority.
0: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, then I'll just call you. Like, Amanda, oh, yeah, it's fine. You me. just
1: text me. Help
0: me. I'm so lost. Um, But fortunately, if the boys are behind me, it, sometimes they like to make fun of me and they'll troll me and be like, oh, just put this thing in. I'm like, there's no way. Because the good news is, most of the time, there is some semblance of logic once you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like fire is strong against grass-type Pokemon.
1: Yeah, that, like, just, that, makes, that good makes sense. That makes
0: sense. Like, once you think about it, it makes sense. Water is a f- super effective against fire, etc., mm-hmm. right? Most of them make a decent amount of sense when you, like, just kind of try and at least pretend like you understand the logic. Um, you just got to remember it or have somebody there to reinforce it. And one of the things that I really like about this game is once you have fought a Pokemon... It will actually tell you what moves are super effective or not effective against it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is super great for me um, because I, you know, I don't want to ask my kids more than once. (laughs) So, um, and you'll just, I'll I'll fight a monster, a a Pokemon a second time, and I'll be like, oh, this is what Pokemon I need to use against it. That's great. Um, And it kind of helps fill some of that in. And also, you know, it helps kids who. Just don't have the experience, energy, or just kind of bandwidth to absorb and remember this crazy, complicated web. It's true. So it's worth mentioning for those parents that might be concerned. Um, I am working on a parents' guide to Pokemon that will be published soon, um, and it will include links to this image, to this particular, uh, you know, because there's a bunch of them. the The type chart, and also, an, an, a bit of an explainer on how to read it. So that way, if you really, if your kid gets stuck, you can look up, look it up, and tell them what to do. It's like a key to the universe. It's like the Rosetta Stone of Pokemon.
1: Which is awesome.
0: Which is great. So, um, the the word on the street is that the main story for this game, from point from beginning to end, is somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty five hours.
1: Okay, I could see that if you don't mess around as much yeah. as I've been messing
0: around. It, I think it sounds like that's how long it would take if you don't if you don't like the wildlands. I
1: really like. So the it wild
0: feels land, like though. the wildlands are. A whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's its own weird (laughs) phenomenon, right? Like, the wildlands, you go camping in the wildlands, you can hang out there for quite some time. Um, There there are, like, vendors scattered throughout so that you can buy stuff for camping. You can cook. um, And you can cook out there. It's great. And the really neat thing is because you have all of these different Dynamax raids to... Partake in. I mean, you could stay there for ages and ages and ages and be pretty happy there. Mm-hmm. In addition to, you know, you can come back and you can deal with some of those higher level Pokemon that are just roaming around the roads. Yeah. And they're too. They're too tough for you to take on at the beginning of the game when you first get there. But if you level your Pokemon up to a point where they can handle it, you know, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting that they kind of leave those challenges in there for for later on. Yeah um i'm looking forward
1: very un pokemon because yeah. every time that i think about when i when i finish a pokemon game it's like i don't have a whole lot of reason to go back but the wild lands would be enough reason for me to go back like even now if i wanted to can i just finish the first gym i haven't finished the second one yet like i'm just kind of moseying i'm taking my time because i'm enjoying myself
0: yeah Absolutely. I mean, that's what's great about these. These are games that you don't have to rush. You really don't. Um, And that's... Admittedly, I say that as the guy who kind of did rush, but whatever. I'm not here to judge. This is not a game where you have to... You don't have to put... Nobody has to... There's no...
1: You don't have to follow the rubric.
0: Yeah, we're not... Exactly, because I think they kind of kicked the rubric over. Um, One of the things I'm looking forward to is, you know, when they start doing... Because they've talked about it, like doing event raid battles. Yeah. Like later on, where it'll yeah, be special Pokemon. Pokemon go. Yeah. Very looking forward to seeing what that's like. Um, mm-hmm. I need to find a Chansey um, because I want to be a raid healer. Because um, I think that that, th- I think that is...
1: I feel like that's very up your alley.
0: Right? Isn't that my wheelhouse? Um,
1: that is 100% your wheelhouse. Also,
0: like, you know... Pocket be,
1: priest. Yeah,
0: exactly. Why would... Exactly. Um, also, Chansey's are big and round, like me, so it'd be perfect. It's a big round healers. It's just perfect. Um,
1: wow.
0: The, um, so, to, some nuts and bolts stuff, though. Let's talk about how to choose between these two. So okay. you and I made the choice, um, because we want, um, you, well, you wanted, Heal- the, you wanted the exclusive Pokemon, um, the Galarian Ponita. Um, Long and short, the the biggest differences between these two games are there is a list of about ten Pokemon, or maybe a little bit more than that, that are exclusive to one game or the other. Um, You can look that up. Um, They also have different legendaries. Oh, you're looking it up right now.
1: Oh, I have Um, it. It's a note on my phone. Oh, you
0: have it as a note on your phone.
1: I have it as a note on my Um, phone. Like there are a lot of great Sword exclusives. Like you can get. Ah, uh, Gothita and Gothorita—they're adorable. Those are adorable Pokemon. I think they're Fairy type. Mm-hmm. And you can get Surfetched and Farfetch'd.
0: That was so Surfetched is, is the one that I was like—that almost pulled me all the way to Sword.
1: I know, me too. Because it did for me too. Surfetched is awesome.
0: So, for those that don't know, Farfetch'd is a Pokemon that's basically a duck that walks around with a leak. And he's yeah. been around since the very beginning. He's a Gen One Pokemon, um, yeah. and he was kind of always so kind of random. But now he has, for the first time ever, he can evolve, um, and he evolves into Surfetched, where he is a knight, and his and his um, leak turns into a lance.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. It's pretty cool. Like he's
0: it got, is. He's got a pretty intense, like some some pretty intense glares. Um, he does.
1: It's very like Luigi and Mario Kart 8. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah.
0: He definitely has the, the surfaced death stare. Um,
1: yeah, he's got that kind of face. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool sword-exclusive Pokemon like that. Um, and then Shield, I mean, yes, for me, the Galarian Ponyta and the Galarian Rapidash, you know, were two reasons why I was really into it. But there's also um, uh, Tyranitar and Ludicolo and what was the other one i was looking at um, oh the galarian corsola is also in sword mm-hmm. or in shield so i mean there's a lot of cool divert, like divisions mm-hmm. so if you have sword and shield you can trade them back and forth and it's great and it's fun but i mean we wrote about this on super parent right and on super parent we have this that we did this for Pokemon Let's Go as well. is like, what are the differences between Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee? What are the differences between Sword and Shield? The differences between them is some of the gyms are different mm-hmm. and some of the leaders are different in each game, which is cool. That's that's a narrative reason to switch at, between them. Um, but there's these exclusive Pokemon and, and everything like that. So it really does depend on the kind of experience that you want to have. Yeah. One versus the other. If you can only afford the one. But if you want, you can get double pack. You can get the double pack. I think the double pack's like 119 or something like that for both yeah. games.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a. We're, we were in for two copies no matter what. Um, so, so for us, it's just a matter of time. Um, we
1: have four. Yeah. Well,
0: because you got a lot. You got, you got a lot of folks. Yeah. We, we are a. Uh, we are a germ factories in this house. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Um. So I mean, what are gonna do at least we don't have to go to work for a few days. So the,
1: true.
0: um, yeah, you know what that's like. Um, So and you, <laughs> get a I bit see of time what off. you did
1: there. You I see little, what you did there.
0: You get a little. Well, I mean, your Thanksgiving was a month ago. Um, it's true, my
1: Thanksgiving
0: was a month ago. <laughs> so um, so you get like a second one. You're know, like it's bo- cool.
1: They get a second one too, though. Yeah, it's my, true. my American family gets gets number gets number number two. So Thanksgiving. it's like bonus
0: Thanksgivings. Um, oh yeah. So the um so the the, the new g- the switching gyms thing was super like when they announced that that was a big deal because that has never happened yep. before yep. um so at the end of the day you know the difference at the end of the it's not like they're completely different games they're just different shaped experiment experiences um it is to make it a little bit more worthwhile to get two I mean that's one of the reasons why six million copies of the game have been sold or at least were sold within the first like handful of days. Um, I'm sure more than that have sold since then. <laughs> this game is going to be a monster. Um, and that's because there are plenty of people that bought two um, because th- that's just the way you do it with Pokemon. Um, so the um, And obviously they have different legendaries and th- you don't need to really look too far because they're right on the cover of the game. So if you want to know which one you want, there's one that's a wolf with a sword in his mouth and there's one with a shield built into his chest. I think that's a little odd, but hey, whatever. I'm not here to judge, you could probably kick my butt. Um, so the um, another question that I've gotten um, about Pokemon Sword and Shield is about Switch Online. Because um, a lot of folks, a lot of parents haven't bought Switch Online yet, and they're questioning whether or not it's time to get Switch Online, um, like whether or not it's worth it to turn on the features for Pokemon. Um, and I say yes. I mean, I think Switch mm-hmm. Online is an incredible value anyway, just for the fact that it opens up all those, you know, all the classic NES and SNES games. But yeah. if that wasn't enough for you, um, I think it's kind of important for Pokemon, right? What do you think? Yeah,
1: I think so too.
0: the The core Pokemon, is, like the biggest piece of Pokemon, is trading. Um, yeah, I think agreed. Yeah, and you can't trade. You can trade locally without uh, switch on without switch online. So like if your kid goes to a friend's house, they can trade Pokemon locally, or you know if you have two switches in your house, you can trade locally. But without without switch online, you can't do like the, the surprise trading. Um, you can't connect with friends over the internet and trade with them. Um, and I'll be honest, the surprise trading is part of probably my favorite part of the game. Um, that's fair. Um, as soon as it was available to me, I just immediately started chaining surprise trades because that's always interesting to me to find you know people from different countries and you know you know all of a sudden you'll get like Pokemon back that are in, in, in all Japanese characters and you're like hey I know where yeah you're from. Um, and so I think if you haven't bought Switch Online yet um, it's it's twenty bucks a year think now is it's
1: worth it i think
0: it is worth it and then by the way you also get you know like 50 access to 50 snes and nes games some of which being some of the best video games (laughs) literally ever made so it's not like you're suffering those are they're not bad at if the if the add-on is you get to play legend of zelda a link to the past that's not suffering um, no,
1: it is not. Speaking from experience in the whole, uh, I just started playing Link's Awakening, but we'll save that for another week.
0: Link's Awakening is very good. Um, I'm so, enjoying yeah, it. we'll talk about that. We will definitely talk about that on the next video game podcast. So, um, you played Eevee um, and Pikachu, right?
1: Yes, both of them.
0: Um, so, one question, and this came from Mega Mom in our Discord, mm-hmm. um, she wanted to know which we liked better.
1: Um, I've played so many games where Pikachu is, like, the star, so I really like Eevee. I think Eevee was my favorite. Eevee has so many cool evolutions that, you know, like, Pikachu turns into Raichu, and which does is cool. He,
0: does he even really, like, I know he does evolve technically, but, like, I want to know the stats on how many people choose not to.
1: I don't. Also, if I get a Pichu, I'm not letting it evol- evolve to a Pikachu.
0: So you're like... So you hate Pikachu, is what you're saying?
1: I don't know. I don't really... I don't hate Pikachu. I like Pikachu. I have a couple in... Uh, no, I have one in uh, in Pokemon Sword. or Sorry, sorry Pokemon Shield. Um, I don't know. I like Eevee better because Eevee has, is a lot more diverse.
0: I mean, Eevee could be just about anything. Um, which is... Definitely cool. Uh, I think it was. That's
1: the question for another day: is who your fav- favorite favorite evolution is.
0: I do not have a favorite Eevee evolution. <gasps>
1: That's controversial. I just don't.
0: I don't. Um, because are you I'll love be them real. All? I don't know. I don't particularly care for any of them. Um, oh. So I'm. So I. I don't want to go so far as to say that I hate Eevee. That's not true. I just. It's a neat gimmick. Everybody's got to have a thing. Um. I prefer stupid and absurd Pokemon. And like, Eevee makes sense. Eevee is-
1: Oh, so you're not into it because Eevee makes sense?
0: Eevee makes sense. It's a a dog thing, dog fox thing, and you feed it a different rock, and it turns into that rock. Like, it just makes sense to me. It's like Absorbing Man, if Absorbing Man was a cross between like a Pomeranian and a fox. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <Dad>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, we're done. But, at least
0: my kids think I'm funny. Um, that was good. That, that was, was good. pretty good. I
1: don't think you're funny. I think you're stupid. Hey. <laughs> <Come laughs> well, I mean, listen, it.
0: So the um So but I prefer the absurd Pokémon like Garbodor, <laughs> which is literally a garbage can. In Pokémon Sun, one of my favorite Pokémon is a, a ghost sandcastle. Like, some of... The, so that is my personal preference. Um, but, and, you know, Generation 1, my favorite was Psyduck because he's so dumb. Um, so, Psyduck is
1: awesome, though. Yes. I mean, he's powered by his own neuroses.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely the case. So, um... So, the, so do you have a preference between the Let's Go games and Sword and Shield? Like the more traditional games or kind of the offshoot?
1: I like the traditional games best. I enjoyed Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu because I was kind of starving for a Pokemon game that wasn't Pokemon Go. Um, But, I mean, if I have to make a choice between a mainline RPG Pokemon game versus an offshoot Pokemon game, unless it's Pokemon Snap, I'm going to choose... You know the mainline Pokemon. Can game. we talk
0: for a minute? Why haven't they re- like brought and like why haven't they put a Pokemon Snap game on Switch? I
1: literally don't know. I think is there like is there am I am I losing my mind or is there not a camera on? I the don't think Switch? There's,
0: there's no camera on the Switch. Is right? Is there a G? camera on the there Switch? Is. There's a there's an infrared camera on the Joy Cons. There's an infrared. Uh, I
1: just can't. Yeah, no, can't there's no, remember, no camera on the Switch. I don't think there is. But, well then there we go. There's our big there's our big thing. But why didn't they make it for the three D S?
0: The fact that they didn't make it for the three D S was just insane. But I would argue listen well alright, so let's take it to another level. Why isn't there Pokemon Snap on mobile?
1: Well, I mean, okay, but if you think about it there kinda is. That's Pokemon Go.
0: <laughs> there is, but I mean, I I think it just feels like too obvious of a slam dunk because the thing about Pokemon Snap is that it was buggy as all get out right but like but but you're just on rails just slowly rolling through like yes it would be an incredibly they they would have to put a lot more work into the environments but like bro they already did Uh, you know and they have the models and before I mean Pokemon Snap came out before they really had these really detailed 3D models so they had to like put some work in
1: now they it was it was. It was on the N sixty four. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Was it? it but it was before Stadium.
1: Yes, it was.
0: So like this was probably the first time they had to like really make three D versions of a lot of these Pokemon. Um, now they don't have to. They don't have that excuse anymore. It just feels. Yeah. It feels like it's time for a Pokemon Snap too. Um. Also, PokeManiacs Maniacs would lose their darn minds. Um. Like you. You would
1: lose your mind. Like me. Um, I would lose my mind. I would be so happy. I've been talking about Pokemon Snap coming back for... <clears throat> I legit can't remember the last time that I wasn't thinking about Pokemon Snap. Like, I
0: mean... It, I don't know that I think about it constantly, but I... It, when I but, think
1: about Pokemon games, I think about Pokemon Snap. That's fair. That is. That is... I'm not thinking about it as a constant, consistent thing, oh, okay. but if I'm it's thinking just, about Pokemon... It sounds Pokemon, just like in the
0: back of your brain...
1: It's just always all there. Day. It's just like gnawing on the back so like of my head all day. Where's Pokemon Snap. You're making
0: dinner. You're like, "Oh man, Pokémon Snap would be really cool right now." Yeah, I think wouldn't that be great? it just feels like an e- it just feels like easy money. It for me. I know,
1: it would it would print money. Can you imagine like from a from a business perspective, the microtransactions you could put on that, like for different <sighs> dude, lenses listen, and stuff? It would be they, nuts.
0: They could do exactly. whatever they want and people oh would pay goodness. it because it's Pokémon Snap. So
1: Okay, speaking of that though, yeah. Do we want to talk about the sales for Pokemon Sword and Shield? Yeah.
0: Can you? You're the business lady. Just yeah. l- Let's talk about Pokemon. Wait, before you say this, I want to tell you. So I said that there was a hubbub.
1: There was some hullabaloo. And a
0: Kate. And we talked about this on the EFG show, which, by the way, premiered on um, Facebook last Thursday. Uh, me Congrats. and uh, our community manager Jeff Walker. We talked about this. There was a guy. Um, in a Facebook group that I am in and occasionally, when the Pokemon topic came up, I waded in to battle. Um, Very rarely, only when I was salty about something else and I just wanted to, like, you know, like get into a good old-fashioned argument on the internet. Um, And a guy, in earnest, in earnest, told me that Pokemon was going to fail like Fallout 76 did. Now, that tweet did not age well, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because um, mm-hmm. you're the business lady. Tell us, did Pokemon Sword yeah. and Shield sell a little bit?
1: Oh, yeah, I sold a whole lot, whole, sold a whole lot in um, its first. I think it was it was a first couple of weeks. Let me pull up the article it, just to be I sure. Think it was like
0: three days it sold. It
1: might have been it might have been days. Um, let me see. Yeah, here it is. Okay, no, it was the first week. Okay. So. Over the court, let's let's take a look at what Pokemon has been in terms of its overall yeah. lifetime sales. So the franchise currently, as of what was this? It was about a week it was five days ago. As of five days ago, the franchise now sits at two hundred and forty million units of Pokemon games sold yep. over the course of its lifetime. And I think half
0: of them are in our houses.
1: Yeah, probably. That's what it feels I, like. That's what it feels like, yeah. I've I've got at least a million. Yeah. At least uh, okay, so this isn't this is officially from Nintendo, so this isn't from like a third-party analyst site. The um, what this ended up doing is the sales, the sales for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield make it the fastest selling, make them the fastest selling Switch games to date. They beat the previous record set last year by Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Ultimate at five million units. So five million units. Super Smash sold, right? Which, and is, a, for Smash. which is a it lot. A, it was a huge, huge, huge launch. And Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 6 million.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 6 million in its first week. And that means that it outsold Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee by more than half.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so in, in the United States, Sword and Shield went on to sell 2 million units in its first Two days. Mm-hmm. So, a million units per day in the United States. Yep. And Japan Japan also announced that the game had sold two million in Japan within its first week, and the rest of it will just be, you know, that's globally, so right? So another another two million globally. Just
0: to talk about what it means in Japan. That's to true. sell 2 million of something. Like,
1: it's Japan's... Japan,
0: Japan's like... the Like, the size of New England.
1: And there are a ton of people there. Like, don't get me wrong. There are I mean, so many people in Japan. Yeah,
0: but still... For them to sell 2 million of anything...
1: Like, it's, it's amazing. So...
0: Japan's... I mean, admittedly, Japan's population is 126 million people many people there however two million in in a handful of days is insane
1: it's completely bonkers so i mean if we look at this coupled with the sales of the switch this year and the switch sales are now sitting at 15 million units sold in the united states as of last month we are now about to hit the holiday season, which is where, and I mean, in just a f- couple of days, it's Black Friday
0: yeah. in the
1: United States, Ooh. and in Canada, actually, now that I think of it, because um, Canadian Canadian uh, stores are now embracing the whole Black Friday thing that America kind of pulled together. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. We still have Boxing Day. You guys don't have Boxing Day, so you're missing out. Boxing, I'm telling you, man, going shopping day after Christmas is awesome. Um, um,
0: I do that too. Oh, and by the way, true, to correct, to correct my, I don't get Boxing Day sales. That's true. Um, to correct myself, Japan is, according to, if this map is to be believed, um, Japan is roughly the size of the eastern seaboard. My bad. Japan is big. I, mean, I thought it was small. Well, I mean, it's
1: not. Not, it's not fully really the size of the United States in terms of its landmass. Or I mean, yeah. and I mean, nothing can really beat Canada. So. So. well
0: Canada's large. Um yeah, it's a big big us. boy. But there aren't
1: that many there aren't that many of us living I mean, in Canada. Some, we're just you like, got some big
0: You know. Too cool there. You're going to
1: ride our polar bears ride right your there.
0: polar bears. Um so still this the bottom line I man we're rattling Ooch. on It's huge.
1: <laughs> Sales.
0: And poor, Holy moly. and poor Super Smash Brothers ultimate. It just has to settle for being the best-selling fighting game of all time. Yeah, I know. Poor course, Super right? Smash Brothers <laughs> ultimate. <laughs>
1: million last year and considering that smash came out in december of last year i know dang
0: it's crazy to think about it Street um dang. yeah i mean so i think it's a i think we can we can say it safely that pokemon sword and shield did better than fallout 76 i mean i'm not trying to talk throw shade at fallout 76 pokemon beat out a lot of things
1: Pokemon um, beat out almost everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, we when we talked we talked about it at the top of the show, and here we are at the bottom of it. Um, Pokemon is huge. It is not showing any signs of slowing down. In fact, I think it's possible that it's growing. I mean, the the Pokemon company between the six the meteoric success of. Um, Pokemon Go and then this, the surprise success that was Detective Pikachu and now these movies um, or now these games here's an interesting thought here if let's say they were reversed they put out so- Sword and Shield last year and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee this year do you think Let's Go Eevee would have done better or worse?
1: if if things were reversed?
0: yeah, like let's say Sword and Shield came out last year and this year they, they were do releasing You it would them? have done worse
1: I think so because you already have a mainline Pokemon game that people were clamoring for, and they're like, okay, it's great that you are now taking what's working in. See, that's the thing, right? If we look at the way that they rolled out the launch for Pokemon Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, these are new. These were new mechanics. Mm-hmm. They were new mechanics. Like we didn't, we hadn't seen the whole like throwing the Pokeball thing before with an actual controller. We hadn't seen a lot of the Pokemon wandering around um, anywhere other than in the grass where we couldn't see them and it was always randomized based on that particular route. So, I mean, a lot of what they did in Pokemon Let's Go, they brought over to Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I don't think that it would have been a successful launch if they did it the other way around, Um, regardless. Like, I mean, the marketing push around Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee was great. Like, I loved those commercials. They were so much fun. Um, but they don't. They didn't need that for Sword and Shield because it was like, okay, this is a mainline RPG for Pokemon. Great, I'm in. Versus, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, It's like, okay, well, what's the what's the shtick here? What's what's the what's the hook? You know.
0: I agree. That's it. I was just curious to hear what you thought. I actually agree with you on it. Um, I think. Yeah, it's. I I think there's also there were a lot of people that bought it because they were hungry, and they're probably they wouldn't necessarily have been hungry maybe not everybody like we probably would have ended up getting them um but you know we have a younger crowd but like adults who were who bought you know anecdotally i know at least a few who bought it just because they wanted a pokemon game um even though it was a quote-unquote kitty one so um so amanda this has been our pokemon extravaganza we've been looking forward it. to this
1: i've been so excited about this about this episode for like a week <laughs> At least.
0: At least. Um, And probably more because you knew we were going to talk about it when they announced (coughs) it. So, everybody, this has been episode 203 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. Amanda and I, thank you so much for joining us on this wild ride once a week. Um, We're getting into the holidays. So, one thing I do want to say on a quick programming note, it is possible that between now and the end of the year, we may miss episodes somewhat randomly because we have holidays and we have all sorts of stuff going on, so please be patient with us. Um, we are, and I'll say this kind of as we go, we do shut down for the last two weeks of December, no matter what. That's all EFG operations stop for the last two weeks of the year so that we can rest, recoup, and think about what we're looking forward to in the coming year. So um, that's just a brief programming note. But don't worry, uh, it's there's still a little bit of time. Next week, uh, we're going to talk about board games. Um, specifically a whole bunch of collectible card game stuff happened uh, you've been exploring okay, yeah. the Transformers card game um, I have been Magic the Gathering um, has a new format and they've banned I think like six cards in the last month it's crazy. Um,
1: oh, you are going to have to tell me that it's, um, it's
0: all crazy. It's, it's been an adventure. Um, and so we will talk all about that stuff next week during our board game episode. Um, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Um, if you would be so kind, make a, grab a link to this episode. You can go to engagefamilygaming.com slash <laughs> podcast and just copy it and share it with someone that you know that you think would love to listen to. Me and Amanda talk about some of the cool stuff that we experience with uh, our family games so Amanda thank you thank you and everybody uh, we will see you next week and until then don't forget to get your family game on we'll see you soon bye bye Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Op by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.